Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like... I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love. Anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of a heel that goes up a little, just a, just a smidge higher. Like in a, whatever the perfect amount higher is, that's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet. Not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I don't know why you'd return anything, because what? (laughs) But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee, so if the dryer or your dog eats a sock, or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. (laughs) That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintage colored rib socks. You know, those like... You know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those, too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Hey everyone, welcome to Matt and Dory's Excellent Adventure. I'm Matt. I'm Dory. Uh, here we are. It's Saturday. Whoop whoop. Whoop 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 whoop. Why are we recording on Saturday, Matt? Because uh, it's my first day off from hiatus and I really wanted to keep the work coming. <laughs> um, also, uh, you know. Bo decided decided to bark just because we started recording. Yeah, it's probably gonna make a run for the fence up at the front. Um, and just be a nuisance to mm-hmm. everyone, including this podcast audience. Yep. Uh, why we he was sunbathing? Obviously, that won't last. Um, because the second we get comfortable doing something else, Bo will say, "Mm-mm, attention back to me." I'm Bo. That is what he does. That is uh, classic Bo. Uh, so yeah, family day was today. 
I'll get him. We had a great, I'll start talking about family day. <laughs> All right, crisis averted. Dory has uh, retrieved the dog, put him in the house. But I guess this feels like your classic Saturday. Ding dong, crazy dog. Henry wakes up. It just feels like it. Maybe it's not going to be that. I don't know. Let's I mean, the way this day is going, it'll definitely be that. Let's let's pray to the Passover gods. Let's ask the Pharaoh for some time off. And uh, hopefully, uh, Bo will be cooperative. Anyway, yeah. So family day was today. We went up to Lake Balboa again. I had to go to the bank. Dory's father. Oh, the in-laws are here. Slash Dory's parents. I mean, I'm saying I'm calling them the in-laws. Well, they're your in-laws. I know my in-laws are here. My parents are here. There you go. So we went to Lake Balboa. We had to take two cars because of Henry's car seat and the state of the Volvo. I'll call it. Um, which is to say, um, you know, it's a it's a it's a roving it's a roving Henry box. So. Mm. It's a good way. It's of got a variety it. of beach uh, paraphernalia, uh, park fa- paraphernalia, diaper change. Pa- you know, it's just loaded to the brim. It's not comfortable for four adults in a car seat. Correct. So anyway, we took separate cars. Uh, I took uh, Avishai Road shotgun with me, and then uh, we got up there, and I was like, "Well, I know Dory's going to go stop at Starbucks to get coffee," and. Um, I was. I looked at the clock. I was like, "Well, we just left and we got here immediately." So, Avisha, I have to go to the bank. If you'd like, we can go to the bank together right now. And he's like, "What time does the bank open?" And I go, "It opens in seven minutes." And he goes, "I'll just wait here." <laughs> <laughs> uh, here being the park. Yeah. So he, uh, they went to the park. I, we. I mean, I went to the bank. I came back. We were at the park together. I had a nice lay down next to my wife in peace without having to watch Henry because Dory's parents were pulling a hover. Uh, and, you know, uh, we saw the cooters again. Yep. Uh, the blackbirds, the white I bills. saw three of them flying in formation. There you go. Uh, and then I used the public restroom, which I regretted, but had to go. <laughs> and... Uh, overall, I would say Henry's time at the park was pleasant for him. I think he had a really good time at the park. Yeah, he really enjoyed the sand. Um, which, you know, kid loves sand. What are you going to do? Well, and we have sand toys for him. Yes. Uh, which he dumps out and then runs away from. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah. yeah. So here we are. Uh, Wrapped up season eight of the Goldbergs, uh, Friday in the morning. And then you get, you know, then I was sort of hit with that hiatus. Uh, okay, what do I do now? Kind of thing. Even though it's been 24 hours. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Look, I like to, I would like to really get there immediately. Mm. Um, but on the bright side, I will say I've been having quite a bit of fun um, with building this Lego Batmobile. Yeah. Thanks, thanks to everyone who recommended it. It's pretty large. It's enormous. Do you see the size of it? Do you like compare to the steer- where the steering wheel is on it? Well, and also just the fact that you have mul- like so many bags left. Oh yeah, to I've build. Got, it's a, it's like a it's a twenty some odd. It's how many pieces is it? It's uh, 
3,308 pieces. It's a lot of pieces. Yeah, so I started last night in peace. And then also, I've been into some Oculus games. Uh, really sweating off the pounds, guys. Just, you know, sweating to the oldies. Mm-hmm. Just, uh, you know, beat sabering. Mm-hmm. Pretty okay at that now. And uh, what else was I doing? Oh, I was boxing. Mm-hmm. I was doing a little bit of that. The boxing game was like $10. And I got to say, it's quite a workout. Mm. Like, yeah, I will, I sweat, I sweat so much doing it. That's great. Yeah, I would say it's probably the greatest way to get cardio on the planet Earth. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, just in the sense of like, it's not dull. Right. It's engaging. Right. There's a goal. Yeah. Uh, and you have the aspect of like, if you were doing it with a trainer, you would sort of just like sort of stop when they told you to stop. But like, if you lose, you just keep going. So I'll end up doing it for like 90 minutes. Well, and the, the VR aspect of it, like you're just like in it. It's not like a regular video game. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you get the headset on and, and you look about. Sure, I've got a bunch of dead pixels two days after I got the headset. But whatever. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. Um, but yeah, I've been enjoying that quite a bit. So that's that. Uh, if you're in the industry, maybe you got a copy of Dory's book that started popping off. Mm-hmm. Advanced reader copies. Exciting. Well, and big news. Big news. You don't necessarily have to be in the industry to get an early copy because we are going to be giving away five copies in the Mandora's Excellent Adventure Facebook group. Of the advanced reader proof? Yes. What? I know. This is shocking. Yeah. This is like, I've never even heard of this. Isn't that exciting? I really haven't heard of this, though. Like, even as, like, a fan of authors, like, them throwing some fans some advanced reader copies. That's it's very, pretty cool. It's very exclusive. It's very in. It's not in. <laughs> it's very hip and with um, it. So, if you're interested in a copy... Mm-hmm. head on over to the Facebook group and enter the giveaway. That's great, honey. Yeah. And, you know, we always do appreciate a, a, a pre-order of the book. We're, we're heading into, like, we're starting to gear up for heavy pre-order, pre-order time. Yeah. It's, it's you know, you're looking for your summer reads. Let me tell you. It's out in three you, months. You can have a 4th of July read along yeah. with Dory Shafrir, the lady. And if you pre-order it, it'll arrive on the day of, of publication. Uh, uh, 629, yeah. 21. Yep, exactly. So that'll be cool. Yeah. That's exciting. Thank you. I mean, look, very proud of you. You wrote a book during a pandemic. You did the thing that like everyone's like, oh, everybody's writing books. But the reality was no one was really writing books. Right. And then because everyone was busy yeah. with their children and right. stuff. And then you managed to actually, because you had a deal pre-pandemic but you actually managed to write a book during the pandemic right i mean if i turned it in on time i would not have had to write a book during the pandemic i don't make the rules (laughs) i was kind of up against a wall it was either write a book during the pandemic or (laughs) have your book contract canceled yeah so (laughs) i look i'm just still i still impressed by it because thank you Everyone's like, oh, everyone's going to do the great American novel or write the most amazing screenplays. And then someone was telling me they read a story about from the Writers Guild saying, like, no one wrote anything. Everyone was busy. 
yeah with their children <laughs> i mean i still don't totally know how i did it but here we are uh it's truly exciting i'm excited for you thank you thank you so much wait have you seen a cover mock-up yet yeah i yeah i guess you're uh talking to me like i listened to forever 35 or follow me on social media which i am never on you know mm. i'm never on it you know mm-hmm. i see nothing yeah, I, we I, have, I saw your i saw your uh, author photos we have um we have the cover yes <laughs> guys everyone's ahead of the game but me it's a really nice cover it's the kind of cover where i feel like if you're reading it like in public people will see it and be like wow that's a nice cover what is another cover you've thought that like what is a recent or not recent a book that you've said that about cover wise mm. i like i mean it's not, i thought the startup novel book was, I, was I, really I really like that cover too yeah um what else has been good i wait there was just there was just one that i saw where i was like oh that's a good cover shit now i can't remember Hmm. can't have been that good sorry i like i like the um trick mirror cover gia tolentino's cover okay that's a good cover what about like uh john grisham's the rainmaker Mm, no not not that memorable gotcha okay so anyway, um, listen, before we take a break, mm-hmm. just want to remind everyone that there is a Facebook group now with a giveaway <laughs> at facebook.com slash group slash excellent adventure. And you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash excellent adventure. We have an email, which is Dory and Matt at Gmail, but also Matt and Dory at Gmail. They both work. They both go to the same place. Use whichever one you want. I was wondering if we should have told the most mom, your mom story of all your mom stories. No, because I feel like if you don't know her, it doesn't like really land. Oh. All right. Um, And our phone number is 413-461-BABY. And you can also text us at that number. Hmm. 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 I mean, I feel like it lands either way. We'll save it for the Patreon. All right. Okay. <laughs> uh, we'll be right back. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey, I'm going to ask you a question. How's your sock drawer looking? Is it scary? Maybe it's time for a spring cleaning and refresh. Bombas just dropped a bunch of absurdly soft new socks, tees, and underwear to help you get that drawer in a better place while doing a little bit of good. Look, when I open up my uh, sock drawer and I see a clean pair of Bombas sitting on top, not only do my feet sort of jump for joy, but like I can't wait to get them on my feet because I know they're going to be cozy. I know they're going to be the best socks in the house. And I know that they're going to keep me going all day long. They've got some great details that have been obsessed over, including the honeycomb arch support, which I love, 
anti-blister tabs, which I also love. What that is, it's a little bit of the heel that goes up a little, just a just a smidge higher, like in a whatever the perfect amount higher is. That's how high it goes. Bombas has figured this out. Uh, and they've got cushioned footbeds that feel like little pillows on your feet, not to mention the buttery soft tees and underwear with no itchy tags. Oh, I hate an itchy tag. And Bombas is like, don't worry about it. We do too. And look, the best thing about Bombas is that when you purchase an item, Bombas donates an item. That's right. Every time you buy their socks, tees, or underwear, you're also donating essential clothing to someone facing homelessness. To date, Bombas has donated over 100 million clothing items and counting. I mean, Bombas can make returns easy as well. I uh, don't know why you'd return anything because what? But they do have a 100% happiness guarantee. So if the dryer or your dog eats a sock or if you're unhappy with your purchase for virtually any reason, they'll do whatever they can to replace it and make it right. Bombas has a spring collection out right now. That means new colors and new fun. That's right. They have garden party socks that bring the party to your feet. They got stripes. They got florals. They've got vintagey colored rib socks. You know, those like you know, uh, stripes on the top of it. It's like, oh, hey, look at me. I'm a vintage uh, soccer player or track person. They've got those too. And they even have a new pointel sock with a frilly cuff. You know, if for all you frill seekers out there, folks, all I'm saying is you heard me talk about Bombas for years now. I don't know why you haven't done anything about it. Get comfy this spring and give back with Bombas. Head over to bombas.com slash adventure and use the code adventure for 20% off your first purchase. That's B-O-M-B-A-S dot com slash adventure. Use the code adventure at checkout. Trust me, your feel thank you. Okay, we're back. Hello. Um, all right, this first email is from Nicole, who has a question slash conundrum. What up? Nicole says, I'm not normally someone who writes in, but I heard your call for content. Uh that week that we Look, said we had no emails. We always have a call for content. And took it as a sign I should write in. We also, you know, we had all those emails last week we never got to anyway. Well, this was actually from last week. There you go. That we're getting I'm to glad now. that we're happening. All right. Testing had shown that we are basically healthy. When I went for my baseline scan, we found I had a large chocolate cyst on my left ovary. It wasn't producing estrogen, I'm but sorry, it- sorry, is that a technical term? I assume so. Okay. I've never heard it, but I assume it is a technical term. But it was blocking all the tissue in that ovary. My doctor advised me that I could cancel the cycle and we could get me booked in to have it removed, not knowing if the ovary would function properly after and delaying our cycle by months. We decided to just go ahead with the one responding ovary. We ended up retrieving seven eggs, all of which were mature. And this is where my question starts. Six of the seven eggs fertilized on day six. On day three, all six were still growing. On day five, all six were still growing, but not at blast stage yet, so they were letting them go to day six. On day six, we had one good quality blast to freeze and no others. Hmm. We are doing a freeze-all cycle. My question is, what the hell happened? All the info I found said to expect to lose 40% between day three and five, but nothing about losing 90% on day five. Has this happened to anyone else? Did they give you any reason why? I'm grateful for the one we have, but so sad for the others. I will talk to my doctor, of course, but my appointment for follow-up and FET planning is a few weeks away yet. Any insight your listeners have would be super. Thanks for the podcast. I binge it on my long three-hour drives for 15-minute doctor appointments at our fertility clinic. No. That is from Nicole, who is in 900 square feet in Medicine Hat, Alberta, Canada. Love the name. Uh, One husband and... On the part-time, my amazing 12-year-old stepdaughter, no pets because our landlord is mean, ate hot dogs in 2020 because Pillsbury wiener wraps are the best. 
Nice. P.S. My Dory, my husband is also an ADHD on Vivance who is an obliger to people outside of our immediate family. <laughs> I think this setup leads to a lack of empathy in my marriage sometimes, and I wanted to, you to know I see you. Loving that type of man is wonderful and exhausting. Lol. Cool. <laughs> um, all right. Well, Nicole, I'm sorry that this happened. All I can all I can say is that infertility math is just brutal. And like sure, maybe it's the average you lose between forty you lose forty percent between day three and five. But like some people lose everything on, on day five, between day five and six. You know what I mean? Like there's just no way to know, I think. Yeah, I mean, these like uh, these these large swath percentages that they throw out. Yeah. I mean, it's it's just the mean, you know? Yeah. Um so yeah, that is a bummer that that happened to you. Uh I mean, congratulations first of all on getting one. Yeah. That is a big deal. It is a big deal. Um and uh yeah i don't know yeah it's I, I, it's it's like a, a kick in the yeah can't say that no nope. <laughs> i wanted to say gut and it came out horribly you're gonna have to take like <laughs> literally take that Good out God. <laughs> uh, i mean I'll, I'll just i'll literally bleep it so that people understand what happened yeah because i mean they don't want to hear the word no they don't i didn't want to hear no i didn't i didn't mean to say it (laughs) all right moving on oh and if sorry if anyone else has thoughts on nicole's um issue here please do let us know all right this is from brie i have turner's syndrome i only have one x chromosome And have known since I was little that I would need IVF and an egg donor to conceive. Fortunately, my partner and I were successful last year and have our gorgeous nearly one-year-old girl. I'm writing to respond to the person who wrote a few weeks ago about needing an egg donor in Australia. We found our egg donor through the group Egg Donor Australia. New Zealanders are are also often there too and cannot speak highly enough about it. There's an immense knowledge base of all things donor and IVF related, not unlike your Facebook group. The moderators work hard to create a supportive atmosphere for both potential parents and those looking to donate. I'll also add that the average wait time for a person looking to receive an offer of egg or embryo donation is only 10 to 12 weeks. Mm. Well, a bit longer now due to COVID, I imagine, depending on how active you are on the forum. In our case, we submitted our advertisement in February describing our lives, desires for future children's communication with the donor, and things like where and which clinic we were planning to cycle with. We were then contacted by a potential donor around June, which didn't go ahead as we had different time constraints, and we were contacted by our lovely donor in September. We both bonded over being geeks, as we were both new to IVF slash egg donation prerequisites like counseling, blood tests, scans, etc., took until March the next year where we were lucky enough to get six excellent eggs, four of which fertilized and made it to day five looking great. And the first of which became our one-year-old. All of this is to say it is definitely possible to find an egg donor in Australia. And as far as IVF journeys go, it won't necessarily take all that long. Definitely not five years. I recognize that the idea of having to promote yourself and schmooze a bit to find an egg donor may be grading and not necessarily work for every family slash individual, in which case you grow your family however you feel is right for you. But I wanted to offer this alternative experience. I mean, it's also a good precursor to preschool interviews. 
I found this altruistic donation path has meant we found the right person for us and we are so happy with how things have turned out. Best of luck to you all. I look forward to following you in real time finally. From Australia in 800 square meters with two adults, one science baby and one puppy. No hot dogs in 2021, but plenty of sausages. And then um, she also sent links to the forum for Egg Donor Australia. Not hot dog links. No, not hot dog. Okay, which is at eggdonationaustralia.com.au. And excuse me, and the Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash group slash eggdonationaustralia. That was informative. That was very informative. And and so niche to the email. Yeah, but like perfectly done. That's what always happens. Uh, I really, I'm happy about that. I wonder, do I did. Are there other husbands and wives out there who who one of them is on social media all the time and says everything out loud there and never to the other spouse? Let me know in the comments. I'm just thinking about it. Like, it's wild to me that I didn't know that your book cover was done. It's been done for months. I know. I mean, the way that you said it to me made me know that. You also never asked. <laughs> Yeah, but like you were so stressed about your book, I wasn't going to keep prodding and asking about the book. You could have just been like, hey, have you seen, like, have they done your cover yet? Like, I don't think that would have been a a weird question to ask. Look, all I'm saying is I feel like because I wasn't on the social media, I missed it. Okay. Even though we live together. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't post anything on social media. But you also, I mean, you, you didn't ask. Wow. Guys, she turned it right around on me. So. I'm not saying that you... I'm not citing it as any failure of yours as a person or spouse. I'm citing it just as an odd 2021 thing. Mm, I see. So back off. Also, like you, you spouse failure. What? You're, you're like you were never around. Where was I? Work. Oh yeah. Always. You were always at work. <laughs> when was it? I mean. We got the cover like a few months ago. But like while I was working. Yeah, oh. for sure while you were working. All right. Look, I don't know. Maybe I'd have to go on mo- the mo- social medias more. Maybe this is the, uh, I don't know. Maybe you unfollow everyone except for me. Oh, it'd be like Dory Central. Yeah. I don't hate that idea. Just be a Dory feed. I wonder if I could get like a some sort of husband wife RSS feed built for people. <laughs> Subscribe to your husband or wife. <laughs> and then you'll get all their posts. Uh, <laughs> and be ready for conversations uh, in the evening or weekends. Hmm. Look out. Hmm. Here I come. It's almost as good as my uh, idea for a zero scale. I really like that idea. Hmm. I actually don't think you should talk about it. Hmm. All right, fine. Um, do you want to read the next email? Okie dokie. Let me just pull it up here in, in the in the mails of e, e electronic e. What? <laughs> Why does your email always populate as uh, bright white with black when all my other emails are dark background? I literally have no idea. Well, I'm just asking <laughs> again. I don't know if you posted about it on social media. I did not. All right. Okay. We're... This is from Kelsey. Yeah. Uh, dear Matt, Henry, Dory, Bo. I put that in a different order than she did, and I apologize. I'm writing with a response 
for your listener a couple weeks ago. The baffled accountant. Oh, the baffled accountant whose who's mother-in-law was making calculations for her. Uh, she sounds a lot like me. I'm also a tax accountant and I've been with my husband for almost 16 years. I had all the same thoughts. What about money? Childcare? What if I don't like it? I'd always been uh, really unsure myself of myself around children. Didn't even really babysit as a teenager. And my husband was also on the fence about having kids. So we waited to have kids and see if uh, we changed our minds. And then right before I turned 30, I knew I really wanted to have a baby. All the reservations I had before no longer felt like roadblocks, just logistics to figure out. But a year after my husband, uh, about a year later, my husband also felt he was ready to have a baby. And in April of 2020, our baby girl was born and it feels right. My advice would be to wait until you feel like you want a child. In my experience, there was a huge difference between how I felt before I was ready and when I was ready. And if you're hesitant because of your career and other factors, then wait. Kids are a lot of work, but our little girl makes us so happy that all the work is worth it. I don't have to end up giving up my career. And I am, sorry, muting my other phone here. There we go. Uh, And other factors, uh, sorry. I don't have to give up my career when I had my, I didn't have to give up my career when I had a baby, but I had to reduce my hours a lot. I literally work in my bedroom while she naps in her room. I would see if uh, you can work out a flexible schedule. Uh, working remotely when the time comes. One of the few silver linings to this pandemic is that it made working from home so much easier. Newsflash. It did not make it easier. It just made it more accepted. (laughs) Mm, Good distinction. (laughs) Uh, Now I have a question for everyone with more than one kid. Is going from one kids to two kids a big difference? My husband and I had been talking a lot about having only one kid. But now, starting to feel like I want another baby, much to my husband's dismay. Oh, I see why she made me read this. He's worried about the two kids will be exponentially more stressful. I had not even thought about that. I just uh-huh. was sick of reading. Mm-hmm. Whatever. What'd you post on social media about it? Tune into Dory Feed to find out. Uh, <laughs> he's worried. Uh, and he'll turn out into a bad father. Oh, I get it. He's such a great husband and father now. I am. Uh, And I don't want that to change. Who would? So any advice on whether or not to take the plunge with a second kid would be very helpful. Thank you. That's from Kelsey in Oregon City, Oregon. Uh, One husband, one 11-month-old baby girl, one Maine coon cat, and 1,500 square feet. Somehow no hot dogs in 2021 because Matt says veggies, dogs don't count. Oh, well, that's true. The state of Oregon has probably almost completely eliminated themselves from the hot dog competition. (laughs) Uh, I love Maine Coon cats. Like, if I had a cat, I would probably want a Maine Coon. If I had a cat, I'd probably want, like, a large lion. I mean, Maine Coons are, you know what they look like, right? No. I'm not a catman. Let's see it. Dory's pulled it up on the Imagepedia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I like those. That's Judy Dench. Like, they're, they're, they're. That's Judy Dench in the movie Cats. Oh, like they're they're kind of majestic. They're majestic animals. I get it. In my opinion. So. <laughs> anyway. Uh, okay. Good cat digression. <laughs> now back to the one or twos. Um. Yeah. We'd love. I mean, we obviously can't provide much insight here. But we can relate. Yep. We can relate. Oh, can we ever? I would just check your husband's uh, husband feed and see what he's saying <laughs> on social media about it. 
<clears throat> this is from uh, Kansas City, a.k.a. KC. Uh, not really Kansas City. Hello, Matt, Dory, Henry, Bo. I keep forgetting to actually respond to things, so now I've got a laundry list. Oh, boy. Wait, should we break and then laundry list it? Um, Let's do one more. Let's do this one. Okie dokie. Break. All right, yes. Sure, sure, sure. Uh, on donors conceived kids. Obviously, they are not a monolith any more than any other group of people. They are individuals with widely varying experience and feelings. As a mom of two very young DE conceived boys, that would be donor embryo or donor egg. I don't know because of acronyms. Um, I'm going to assume donor egg. Okay, but I but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Okay. I can only hope that I'm setting them up emotionally and intellectually to be able to navigate the questions as they arise. Thus far, we strive to be open uh, to the, sorry, we strive to be open and matter of fact with their story and answer any questions that come up. So far, the oldest has had a few questions, but mostly is unconcerned. Probably because we are generally pretty cash about it. I can't speak to being a young parent because I never was one, uh, but on being an old parent, I had my first at 40, and really it was fine, infertility aside. I had my second at 47, and that has been decidedly less fine. I am much more tired, so much more tired, also pandemic. That said, most of the lessons we learned the first time around came right back to me. I wish I had started earlier, but not necessarily mid-20s earlier. More importantly, as others have said, this decision... Is not your mom or mother-in-law's decision to make. For sleep training, should I hit, should we, I mean, I'll just keep going, I guess, right? Mm -hmm. For sleep training and breastfeeding slash weaning questions, I always look to the ISIS Parenting with Nancy Holtzman webinars on YouTube. Uh, ISIS Parenting, or ISIS Parenting, Seems to be defunct as an organization, but the videos live on and were invaluable to us. A note on dropping feeds or pumps before you cut a session. Start by shortening the session in five-minute in five minute chunks. For example, if a feed or a pump takes 15 minutes, then drop it to 10 for a few days, then 5 for a few days, then 1 or 2 for a few days, then cut it. This way, your body gets the message to make less milk in a gradual way. Well, that's pretty smart. That's how I did it. <clears throat> You're pretty smart. Thanks. When we started toward potty trading, our oldest, uh, a friend sent me a book called Oh Crap, It Will Be Great. Uh, it was great, and we'll be breaking it out again for Science Baby number two. It's just so logical and didn't involve bribery. Check it out. Lego. Matt, I heard your excitement in your voice when you mentioned dinosaurs. Perhaps consider the Jurassic Park T-Rex Rampage. My Lego fans enjoyed it greatly. And Ari, the bombshell, yes, Matt, we do listen all the way to the end, and we will hold this space with quiet hope. Wishing you all well. <laughs> uh, that was, uh, was uh, that was uh, I mean, just a lot of content in there, Casey. Yeah. Uh, so, <clears throat> that's, look, look, we got advice on donor-conceived children. We've got advice on... Uh, the age of having your second. We got advice on weaning uh, the breastfeeding mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. Legos. Yep. Really spans, runs the gamut. Just like this podcast. Oh, I love it. Uh, I'm So right now I'm just, here's what's in the queue. We got to build the Batmobile. 
Then I got to build the Main Street train station. Mm-hmm. Then I got to build the castle. Mm-hmm. Then I got to build the uh, 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 Mickey and Minnie. Mm-hmm. And then that's it. So, but, For the, now. but because there's so much in the backlog, I mean, it's probably like 20,000 pieces worth of wow. stuff to put together. We're going to hold out. We'll see. But I'll probably be ready for more suggestions in two weeks. <laughs> All right. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. All right. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. We are back. Hello. And without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, Dori Shafrir will now sing her favorite song. <clears throat> Baby balloon, baby <laughs> Baby balloon. We had to listen to that on repeat on the way to the park because Henry was getting annoyed. Instead of chameleon. Yes. That's funny. <laughs> yeah, it's funny is he never, when I drive up there, like up to Sherman Oaks or something, I take him with me. He never has a problem with whatever I'm listening to. It's very interesting to me. Hmm. Maybe he really likes very dry guitar podcasts. Maybe. Maybe they're so boring that they kind of lull him to sleep. Yeah, that's what I try to do with Abishai. <laughs> All right. Um, more on the potty training stuff now from Lauren, who is also recommending Oh Crap. And she also points out that Jamie, who wrote Oh Crap, potty, who wrote Oh Crap, has potty training consulting that you can do. And that's at oh crap potty training me to you dot com slash consulting. That is quite a URL. It is. It almost sounds fake. It does. <laughs> um all right, Lauren adds, we started training at 30 months using the oh crap method during the Texas snowstorm that kept us homebound for 10 days. It is hard, but we are doing so much better. I also highly recommend watching Jamie's YouTube videos. Have you all read the book? I'm so glad we started at 30 months and wonder if we might have had an easier time if we'd started a few months earlier. I recommend the book to everyone considering potty training. I felt like it was life-changing because she dispels so many notions about potty training that I thought were correct. Maybe the listener has done all this, but I thought I'd throw it out there. What are y'all's thoughts on potty training? Everyone says, oh, wait until he's ready. Wrong. Even our pediatrician said this. Yikes. After reading Oh Crap, I realized this was a lie that diaper companies took hold of in oh, order to prolong no. diaper usage. Fucking big diaper. Big diaper. <laughs> Most children in the 1950s were potty trained by 18 months. Anyhow, I digress. I don't recall you all having talked much about potty training, so I thought I'd ask about your views on the subject. Thanks, Lauren, in 2,737 square feet in Austin, Whoa. Texas, with my spouse, 32-month-old, 9-month-old, one dog, and three cats. Lauren, you probably live near Dory's sister. Yeah, you probably do. Maybe you even know each other. Um. Um, so actually, this has come up in our Rye class, and and our personal lives, in our personal lives, <laughs> and our our uh, Dory feed. So I mean, and really, Dory feed. 
What? It has? Have you? I'm sure you've tweeted I've, something no, about I'm it. No, oh. I'm not. I'm not discussing potty training I on don't social know. media. Again, I haven't refreshed the feed. Um... We in Rye class we read a very interesting article. So that mean, does that mean you don't mention it in your mom group? What do you mean? Potty training. I haven't talked about it in my mom group. Okay, look, I just want to make sure all social media. Okay. Um. And I guess I they had us read an article that said basically the best time to potty train is right after your kid turns two. That there's this like window after they turn two where it's like the ideal time to potty train for various brain development reasons. Sorry, I was like trying to hear if that was the pool filter or someone with a a circular saw. It sounds like a circular saw. There you go. Um, So, you know, Henry turns two in about a month. So I think we're going to start. We've been reading him Once Upon a Potty, which is, uh, I think I've, have I talked about it on this podcast before? The book, yes. Okay. So current favorite of his. Current favorite of his really introduced him to the whole concept of the potty. Um, he has sat down on it clothed. He has not yet gone in the potty. I think we're actually a little, I think we're close. He seems more interested in it lately, but mm-hmm. I, you know, I haven't, I haven't really started pushing it because he's not two yet. So now it just sort of feels like if he's curious about it, great. And then we'll kind of get into it um, in, a, in a month or so. That's interesting, though, because Rye is so, um, you know, your baby milestones for your child are different. Every child's different, you know, just because one's walking at uh, nine months necessarily doesn't mean. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like, just after they turn two, there's the window. <laughs> well, and we talked about that because I think that is what a lot of people assumed. I was mm-hmm. surprised to, to, to read that and have that conversation. Right. And then I was like, okay, so we'll start. Okay. When he turns two. All right. Okay. Um. All right. Jeez, back off. Whoa. Calm down. All right. Um. So last week we heard from a listener who... Also, Dory has been not reading the entire book to Henry, and it blew my mind. What are you talking about? First of all, when when you say, was it a, was it a pot for putting flowers in? No. You just say no. You don't, I know. You don't read it, the rest. It's so long. <laughs> All right. That book is already so long. I also don't say and sat and sat and sat a thousand times. I'm like interested it's in the to book. see how many times that would be. Um, all right. Well, when you read it to him, you can. He doesn't let me read anymore. <laughs> um, last week we heard from a listener whose baby was three months old and she had an oversupply um and it was and she'd gotten mastitis like three times and she's just kind of wondering like can i stop right um all right so this is from anonymous hi matt and dory wanted to weigh in on meg's email about weaning or to be honest i want to use her email as a jumping off point to get on my soapbox but i love a soapbox by the way uh ironically so little soap comes in a box now that's so true about how she should 100% wean for her own comfort. I'd go one step further and say that it's okay not to breastfeed at all for one's own comfort. So many fed is best statements seem to imply that formula is a great alternative or a great last resort if one can't breastfeed, but I think that wanting to exclusively use formula is reason enough. It's bullshit that new moms are inundated with messages about the need to breastfeed from hospitals or and doulas, or at least I was. 
I know way too many people who've become miserable, exhausted, and resentful of their partners when they exclusively breastfeed since they have to do the bulk of the work. I was recently in a new mom's group and it amazed me how 99% of the complaints were all grounded in EBF. That's exclusively breastfeeding. Oh. In addition to physical discomfort, the other moms who EBF, exclusively breastfeed, complained a lot about how their husbands, all hetero, seemed less comfortable with the baby. Generally speaking, the more time a parent spends with the baby, the more confidence they gain in other things like changing diapers and providing comfort. Since my husband bottle fed our baby from day one, he's been a true equal partner in the other tasks as well, and he's bonded with her so well from the second she was born. It's also made him confident about taking on the mental load, like deciding what kind of bottles to buy, when to switch diaper sizes. I don't mean to suggest that women who EBF can't have equal parenting partnerships, but I do think it's a lot harder to maintain. All that said, my baby latched well instantaneously, and I had a lot of supplies, so I ended up combo feeding for my own comfort. My baby's only three months now, but I think I'll cut down breastfeeding to just before bed. I'm not a pediatrician or a scientist, but I'm fairly sure that having a well-rested, happy mom in a happier, more equal marriage is better for baby than anything exclusive breastfeeding can provide. Thanks, anonymous in DC in 1,050 square feet with one husband, one three-month-old baby, and one cat. Three hot dogs in 2021 from the doghouse in Bethesda. (laughs) Cabbage leaves and Sudafed, P.S., cabbage leaves and Sudafed really helped me with oversupply. PPS, this is a great article, and it's a New Republic article. I literally was like, why wouldn't they name it Dog Haas? And then I looked over Dory's shoulder and they, in fact, did call it Dog Haas. Yeah, they did. House. But you said house. Because that's how you pronounce it in German. House. 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 Okay. And that's an article called The Unapologetic Case for Formula Feeding. I also just want to say before any exclusive exclusively breastfeeders come at me with a pitchfork or come at this listener with a pitchfork. This is, this is her opinion. This is what worked for her. This is her stance. This is a very controversial topic and I really don't want to turn. Yes. And I don't want to turn the podcast into a back and forth. Here's some more controversy. What? I didn't even know it was controversial. Well, maybe you should have been on social media again. I'm missing out. Yep. Um, and if you exclusively breastfeed and that works for you, then that is wonderful. That is great. Wonderful. That is wunderbar. Um, it did not work for me. And I think if you have a partner and you are not exclusively breastfeeding, it does allow the partner to participate more in the feeding of the baby. That I mean, that is just a fact. Um, but, but, you know, sometimes also if you're also doing formula feeding, your your partner will insist on doing the formula feeding also. You know, this is a, it happens. Wait, are you saying I did that? Yeah. A lot. Really? Yeah. I thought you, I thought you fed him a lot. No. I only, I got to feed him like, I don't know. I would say maybe once a week. No. I swear. No, that is not true. I swear. That is not true. I swear. Well, except for the night stuff, like if it was night and it was a bottle, then I would gladly do it. But for the most part, you exclusively in your little glider, in your queen bee glider. That is not true. Lord and lady uh, feeds a lot was exclusively Dory feeds a lot. Thank you. And good day. (laughs) All right. That is not my memory. She takes a lot of stuff on herself and then like gets like you know there's i see on 
the Dory feed some resentment. I don't see any resentment on the Dory feed because I don't have a Dory feed, but I sense it. Uh, this also might be me projecting uh, guilt that I have anyway. But yeah, I feel like some of the stuff I get like looks and stuff like you can't see the look, but you can hear it. It went like this. <laughs> okay. Listen, the mental load is real. Um, all right. This is from Megan. I'm in the rare group of moms whose baby has had formula every day of his life. He was born with low blood sugar and needed several days in the NICU on high calorie formula and a dextrose drip during his first week of life. For his first month, I also pumped and occasionally brought him to my breast to feed. I was intimidated by breastfeeding big time and being separated from him meant I didn't start off breastfeeding and never felt the strong urge to make it happen when I knew he could be nourished very well from a bottle. For my own mental and physical health, losing a scary amount of weight very quickly postpartum and exhaustion, I decided to stop breastfeeding very early, and by five weeks, my son had had his last drop of breast milk. I felt conflicted about it because I feel like there is so much pressure to power through and breastfeed your baby, but I also knew it wasn't worth the sacrifices for me in that moment. Fellow listener, I promise your baby will be okay. You've given your baby many months of wonderful breast milk, and now you can give your baby a few months of nutritious formula. I'd like to recommend a couple of Instagram accounts. One, the formula mom. She seeks to normalize formula feeding and also helps break down different formula ingredients and products out there. I wish I'd found her account when my son was still in formula. Two, Bumble Baby is also an account run by a NICU RN who is very non-judgmental and also has some formula slash bottle feeding resources. Good luck. And while the transition may be bumpy, I promise it'll also be okay. Megan. Thank you. Thank you, Megan. Didn't realize that the, this struck such a chord. This uh, It's like the, feeding. it's the debate. Whoa. Whoa. It is the, Whoa. it is the early, inf- it is the infant parenting debate. Well, I mean, let's just, let me just go with my perspective here. I think that it's a very silly debate because it doesn't always work for who and then you make the mom feel bad if she's not putting out breast milk or the kid can't latch or whatever and and it's just like it should be like a thing of like oh he's not or she's not or they're not latching okay here's some formula that's a great substitute see you later yeah it should be like that's that, what it should but be but it's not well it, at my hospital but thank you at matt's hospital thank you dude at matt's <laughs> for hospital, weighing in <laughs> Yes. It, it, that's what happens. Okay. Our lactation consultants are just dudes who go, hey, <laughs> not latching? All right. Here's some formula. Have a good day. And then they put the sunglasses on and walk back out. And then, oh, baby's latching? Do you want to breastfeed? If they say yes, great. Great. If they say no, here's some formula. Later, dude. That's what they do. Oh, okay. It's a great hospital. Cool. Uh, our, our mortality rate's horrible. Because mm. none of us are doctors. Oh no! But otherwise, it's a great hospital. Cool. I'll, yeah, I'll yeah. make sure to go there next. If you're time. also if you're injured, I wouldn't go there. Oh, okay. We don't have any medical knowledge. Oh, all right. But great cafeteria. Okay. Come on over. Okay. Matt's hospital. All right. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> last week we heard <laughs> what? Just imagining my hospital. And how this awesome is like cold code blue. This just... is like Dory's hotel on Forever Thirty Five. Yeah. Now we have Matt's hospital. Yeah. Well, I mean, look, we gotta have a city. 
Yeah. You can't have a city without uh, tourism tourism and (laughs) And hospital. All right. This is from Kristen. Oh, last week we had heard from um, a listener whose five-year-old was still having a lot of pee and poop accidents and didn't seem to care about it. Yeah. I thought that's what the potty training out things were earlier. Yes, it was. Oh, okay. Um, Well, it sort of was. Well, look, I think they weren't. I took it as that. Continue. Okay. Well, this is specifically addressing that listener's Whatever, issue. Whatever, dude. Okay. I'm a pediatric occupational therapist as well as a mom of twins myself and would de- de- definitely suggest looping in OT, that's occupational Original therapy, in transfers. for sensory processing disorder in combination with the pelvic floor PT. It sounds to me he could legitimately not be aware of when he is wet likes the sensation of being wet, or a whole host of other things. Outpatient OT can work on this and can work on the emotional regulation component, which in turn affects behavior as well. You can talk to your pediatrician to get a prescription and maybe a referral. Maybe the clinic where he's getting PT would have an OT on staff as well. Also, anyone post-baby who has been considering pelvic floor PT for themselves should definitely make the time to get evaluated. I've had long-standing pelvic slash core issues and the birth of our third child pushed me to get set up with a pelvic floor PT, which has been immensely helpful. Um, and she says, I often find parents aren't 100% sure what OT is and can offer or that pediatric therapies in general might be appropriate even if their child doesn't have a diagnosis. Thank you guys. Love the pod. Kristen from the Chicago suburbs in 1,928 square feet with twin three-year-olds, an eight-month-old, and a husband all of whom were made possible by Clomid, except for the husband. Personally, maybe one hot dog this year, but like the other caller on this last episode, my kids eat hot dogs all the dang time. Side note, is this that bad? I feel like the hot dog record makes me feel judged. Back in the day, my husband and I tried a Whole30 and there were certain brands that were compliant, as is yellow mustard, so I pretend they aren't as unhealthy as they get made out to be. Well, yeah, you just have to keep uh, stick with that brand. Mm. Like I stuck with the brand of sausage that I found. Yeah, you did. Um, yeah. It's hard. It's really, you know, if you're out there in the planet and you're looking through foods at this grocery store, finding something that does not have added sugar is difficult. It's really hard. Mm-hmm. Um. All right. And P.S. Have you tried Bluey yet on Netflix? Those theme songs alone for that plane show were enough for me. And the art, humor, and music in Bluey, an Australian show with like seven minute episodes, is just delightful. A, a couple listeners recommended Bluey. Yeah, but one listener told us the real secret, which is that Super Wings is on Prime. Yeah. So thanks. Thank you. Um, all right. N- let's move on to an email from Anonymous. Yeah. Who writes, would be interested in hearing about how the COVID pandemic has changed family plans. As background, my husband and I had always been on the fence about having three kids, with me leaning more towards three and him being a bit ambivalent. Took us a bit more than a year to conceive our first, and while we were quickly able to conceive our second, he required unexpected emergency surgery shortly after being born that I'm probably still emotionally dealing with almost Mm. three years later. We've been extremely fortunate in that neither of us lost our job or financially suffered during COVID. However, dealing with the disruption in childcare as a result of the pandemic made for an exhausting year really forced us to think about our ability to handle more kids. We had our kids in a private preschool that was closed for the majority of last year and required my husband and I to essentially split up the days hour by hour to be with our four-year-old and two-year-old and then work all night to stay on top of work deadlines. I'm an employment lawyer, so this year has been insane work-wise. Karen? 
that you? <laughs> it seems strange for that to be the deciding factor in determining our family size, but neither of us can think about handling remote school for three kids and not being able to see family slash get help from family in the event of another outbreak in the future. And that is from Anonymous in 2,700 square feet in Washington, D.C. No hot dogs consumed thus far in 2021. Multiverse Karen, the Karen that stayed in D.C. Yeah, totally. <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it. I was just reading an article about how the birth rate like pl- is plummeting. Yeah, as it should. Yeah. Mostly because we've all seen the world. It ain't around much longer. Why do that to everybody? <laughs> um. Anyway, listener, I I don't think you're alone in in having COVID kind of make you question your family plans. But I'd be curious to hear from other listeners who have made this decision. Uh, yeah, that's an interesting also like that to, to, to go that way and then suddenly go the other way. I feel like I'm more often here. We didn't want another kid, but then we had one. You know what I mean? Yeah. Versus like, I wanted to have this many. Now we have decided that COVID blew so hard that we don't want to change. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. That was quite an episode. Um, so just one last thing. Someone sure. someone did write in to recommend a new Netflix show called Marriage or Mortgage. <laughs> it's based in Nashville where couples meet with a wedding planner and a real estate agent to choose between their oh, dream wedding or their dream home. God. Well, that's absurd. Who takes the wedding? I don't know. Um, but that's Carlin. That was a recommendation from Carlin in Chino Hills. That's so funny because, like, when Dory and I were have like, we we're like, I'm gonna pay for the wedding, and I was like, oh, what if we didn't? It still wouldn't have been enough for a down payment in Los Angeles. It would have been enough for a down payment in Nashville. Yeah, but we don't live in Nashville. Well, all right, <laughs> all right. Well, listen, everyone, thank you for bearing with us. Thank you for Patreoning. Follow Dory Feed. Follow Dory Feed on your Dory Feed, your iOS. Your Dory OS 7s. Yep. Um, also available on Android Dory. And just a reminder that you can support us on Patreon. Get up to two bonus episodes per month at patreon.com slash adventure. Yes. And if you support us at the $5 level or above, you will get your name right on the podcast each month. And As you, our way of saying, Danke, Shane. And you also get the back catalog of the Patreon episodes if you support us there. So Danke, Shane, to the following. Jinnan uh, H. Joanna Reinwald. Caitlin Donahue. Karen Perelman. Katie Allen. Carrie L. Kristen Anderson. Christine Kelly. Laura Bennett. Laura Madge. Lauren Schultz. Lynn Nugent. Madeline McCarthy. Mara Fass. Maria Bishop. Marina Breed. Mary Messick. Mary Myra. Mary Mom. Mel- Melanie Bronbeck. Nancy Olson. Uh, Nicola Hill. Nicholas Skidmore. Uh, Nicole Mustafa. Narantha Balagopal. Rachel Kuzma. Rebecca Dowson. Rob Bean. Samantha. Shauna Mandel. Sir Reginald Pennybottom. Susanna Perez. The Byersies. Wendy Fick. Thank you all so very much. Uh, and we will see you again uh, next week. And if you're on the Patreon, we'll see you again later later this week. All right. Bye, Bye. everyone.